Welcome to Road Trip Branson. I'm your host, Rebecca Schlau. This is episode 14, and I'm going to be talking about my latest trip to Silver Dollar City to experience their new Harvest Festival featuring craft days and pumpkin nights. Hello, hello, my faithful listeners, all two of y'all. I mean, I must be killing it these days. I am, I'm back for like a third episode in a week or something. Like this is, this is crazy. I'm getting out of control with this podcast. And excuse my cold. I either have a cold or allergies. I can't really tell. Uh, It's just, uh, my voice is going to be muffled by, it's going to be more nasally than normal. Yay. So for those who already hated my voice, you'll hate it even more now. So let's just dive right into today's topic, which is the Harvest Festival at Silver Dollar City. We took a family trip up there last weekend. We went after my kids got out of school on Friday, drove up there. It's about a four and a half hour, four and a half hour drive or so with some stops. And we stayed all weekend and, and left Sunday. Now, we only went to Silver Dollar City all, on Saturday. We did do all day there to kind of maximize our, our trip, and then we came back. So it was, for us, it, it was a very, very short trip, and that is hard for us. We are used to staying multiple days, so I knew going into this little trip that it would be, you know, it'd be kind of quick and down and dirty and a little bit chaotic, but ultimately, it was a lot of fun, and I, I am glad we did it. I knew I really wanted to try out the Harvest Festival and it was just a good time to go because my husband was off on the weekend. So that's why we chose these dates. Also, we're big Halloween people at our own house. We have a huge yard display and it's really inconvenient if we're away any of the weekends in October since we, you know, we we have people come by our house on the weekends in October. So it just was going to be inconvenient. So this this day in September worked out great. So I'm speaking to you on October the 3rd. And we were down for the opening weekend of the Harvest Festival at Silver Dollar City. So it was just, just a few days ago. We started off the trip by looking for a place to stay. Now, I like to try different places. One of the reasons I like to try different places now is because I want to review it on this podcast. So I'll go a little bit into where we stayed because it was a brand new place to us. This time we chose to stay at the Cliffs Resort. I chose this place because of its proximity to Silver Dollar City. I knew that since we were staying only two nights and we're only going to have one day at Silver Dollar City, I wanted to maximize my time. And for those who've already been to Branson, you you know that Silver Dollar City is kind of out of the way. So if you're staying in the main hub of Branson, you're going to have to drive 15 minutes or even 20 minutes just to get to Silver Dollar City. And with all the traffic, you know, that 15-minute trek can could be an hour. So I knew I wanted to stay as close as I possibly could to Silver Dollar City. And I'd never tried staying at one of the places that was it's kind of through Silver Dollar City's parking lot it's not actually through Silver Dollar City's parking lot but it's almost like you turn in to the entrance of Silver Dollar City and you just keep going straight past all the parking and 
it takes you further and further towards Table Rock Lake. I think it's even, I don't know what it's called, like Indian Point or something like that. So you, when you are at this resort, you don't have to go back through all that normal Branson traffic heading to Silver Dollar City. So at the entrance to Silver Dollar City, there is a stoplight. And the stoplight gets backed up for miles. And if you go on a weekend, it can take you, you know, 30 minutes to get through that stoplight. But because this resort was located through the stoplight, pretty much through Silver Dollar City's parking lot and down towards the lake, we were never going to have to worry about that. So this was the main draw. I looked at TripAdvisor and I looked up reviews. One of the first things I always do is I start stalking resorts uh, that are close to where I want to be. And I saw some really good resort, resort reviews for Cliffs Resort on Table Rock Lake. I also liked that they had condos, so there would could be two bedrooms, two bathrooms, which was excellent for, for us as a family of five. I could easily see that this two-bedroom, two-bathroom condo could be used for two families as well to save some costs, but for us, we were able to kind of shell it out, and I thought the prices were were pretty reasonable. I mean, we only stayed two nights. I did see some negative reviews, just like you will at any resort or hotel you stay at. And I, I may get into that at some point. But overall, we had a wonderful stay at the Cliffs Resort. It was very close to Silver Dollar City. So close that, you know, it was less than a mile away. We never had to fight traffic. We were able to leave Silver Dollar City in the middle of the day, go home for a nap, and then get right back up to... Silver Dollar City that evening. So it was so close that it wasn't inconveniencing for us if we wanted to pick up and leave and then come back later. It was a great resort. It was clean. That they, they did have a pool, which was tiny, but it looked nice. Like it's an infinity pool and it kind of looks over the mountains. And it looked beautiful. Uh, we just didn't have enough time to swim. My kids really wanted to, but we didn't have enough time. The uh, There's only, I think there's like 30-something condos. And they're all like on one one strip there's not it's not a huge condo chain like there's some condos it seems like right before the turn in and right after the turn in to this place at cliffs resort but those aren't associated or affiliated with the cliffs resort once you pull in you have one parking lot with one bank of condos uh there's surprisingly a lot i think she's mentioned there was like over 30 or something like that it it, it seems like a small place but it it has a lot. There's three levels. You enter into, uh, on the ground level is kind of the second story. So you have to go downstairs to get to the first floor. You have to go upstairs one, just one flight to get to the third floor. We had read some reviews that the higher the floor, the better for noise. Because we hear that some complaints about stomping and things like that. So we got a, we requested a third floor room and we got that request and it was great there wasn't an elevator but we didn't pack overpack so we really didn't need one uh it was great it was beautiful it was spacious it was clean it was very homey very comfortable it had a little patio like a back patio area that overlooked the mountains we could even see wildfire one of the roller coasters at silver city from our back porch which was super cool so it was a beautiful little condo I would highly recommend it I know this won't be our last time staying there it was great we also arrived late like we had a late check-in we'd already arranged with the staff there at Cliffs Resort 
that we were going to arrange late, which isn't a problem because you don't have a key to get in your room. You have a room code and you punch in the room code on the keypad and it unlocks your door. So it was really easy to do. We didn't have to worry about going to actually check in. Now I did go formally fill out some documents the next the next morning, but we arrived pretty late and I was able to just punch my key in and go right in. It was great. I, again, highly recommend uh, the, the master bedroom had a king bed and the other bedroom had a queen bed. There was also a bathroom. Since we did um, we weren't too worried about using that middle bathroom. We we stuck our son in there in his pack and play. Uh, we always utilize extra bathrooms or spare, you know, large spare closets to put my son as his little bedroom. It just helps us out. It just helps us sleep a lot better. And he, he likes being in the silence and in the dark. So it worked out really good. Highly recommend. All right. So we arrived at Branson and the first place we went was Branson Landing. We were able to get the kids directly out of school around 3 p.m. And we drove straight through until we got there. We got we arrived at Branson Landing somewhere around 730 or so, which was just a beautiful time of day. The sun is setting. It feels like vacation. Oh, it was wonderful. And guess where I went to go eat? That's right. I went to that new Paula Dean restaurant. Paula Dean's Family Kitchen. And boy, it was good. It was so good. We did have about a 30-minute wait, which was no big deal. They gave us a text message when our table was ready. And in the meantime, we went to the candy store like we do before most trips you know, really kick off. We go to the candy store. I use candy, for those who aren't aware, I use candy as a bargaining chip, as a punishment, as a reward. So I always let the kids pick out bags of candy pretty much day one or day two of trips. So they went to the candy store, picked out their candy, and by that point, it was time to go to our table. They were super nice and friendly. Like, the atmosphere, I'm trying to figure out what the atmosphere atmosphere feels like inside. Like, it's very comfortable, and it it's not a buffet or a cafeteria, but there's something, there's something about it when you sit down that feels almost like you had just gotten a tray at your Luby's cafeteria, and you, you sat down, and it's not dark in there. It's very light. I can't even put my finger on it, but, but anyway, it was, a, it was a good, comfortable atmosphere. All the staff and employees seemed very pleasant. I noticed, it was kind of funny, and I don't know if they did this on purpose. They had to have. Like, this has to be done on purpose. But they had a lot of older women working in the gift shop area that all kind of resembled Paula Dean. And that I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> they had clean bathrooms. I always like to state that out. Uh, we were able to... Get the babies changed and all that stuff. So we sit down at our table, and it's one of those. It's everything served family style. So for about twenty-one dollars per person per adult, you get to choose two different entrees and four sides. For two extra dollars per person per adult, you like for twenty-three dollars, you get to choose three three entrees with those four sides. So that was a no-brainer for us. For about four extra dollars, we were able to get a whole new entree. They have various different entrees. I'll, I'll go over the menu. Oh, I should probably tell you that kids are only $10.99 per kid. And then if your kid is under the age of five, then they're free. So it's amazing. But I mean, it, 
when I say free, they serve you so much food and it's, it's family style. So you, they give you huge portions and you just scoop out what you want from those portions. So the family style dinners, these are the options you could choose from. They had southern fried chicken, beef pot roast, chicken fried pork chop, old fashioned southern meatloaf, spare ribs, chicken and dumplings, Georgia fried catfish. So we chose three of those. We got the beef pot roast, we got the spare ribs, and we also got chicken and dumplings. The sides that are offered, here's all the sides. We got There's green beans, creamed potatoes, collard greens, fresh candied yams, creamed corn, coleslaw, poppy seed tossed salad, buttered white rice, corn casserole, baked mac and cheese, black-eyed peas, and broccoli casserole. Out of those, we chose the broccoli casserole, baked mac and cheese, creamed potatoes, and poppy seed tossed salad. Our entrees that we got... The uh, the ribs, I, I hear they were good. I'm not into ribs, but my kids like it. My husband really liked it. I really liked the pot roast. It's served, uh, it's very flavorful. It's cooked, it's cooked, I mean, it's got to be like a crock pot style cooked, you know. It's really, really tender with some gravy. And it seems like it comes over some, some rice, which is kind of weird because... I don't usually eat rice with pot roast, but whatever. It came with it, and it was really, it was really good in my opinion. I thought it was good roast. My husband is not a fan, was not a fan of it, but he also doesn't typically, you know, when he requests dinner, he's not gonna usually request pot roast. That's not his thing. But for me, oh, I loved it. It was so yummy. The chicken and dumplings, I thought they were okay. I did not like them better than Cracker Barrels. I don't I don't know how else to say that. Like, they're not my favorite restaurant chicken and dumplings, but they were good. I would have another scoop or two if offered, but they're not going to be on my favorites. What I'd probably try next time, if I could try it again, I'd probably do the chicken fried pork chop. Of the sides, we... Um, uh, the potatoes, the, the cream potatoes, or, you know, mashed potatoes... They were really good. I thought the baked mac and cheese was excellent. They had a broccoli casserole, which was good. Uh, the poppy seed, poppy seed tossed salad. Uh, I liked it. Um, it was a little sweet, but I liked it. But you get so much food that it's almost like you just get a spoonful of everything and then you're totally full. But all of this stuff was very good. It was just, it was presented well. It felt just so homey. And eat, oh, and before, oh goodness, before all the food comes out, they bring you these kind of like garlic cheese biscuits that are kind of like red lobsters, those kind of biscuit garlic cheese biscuit bread. But these were more, uh, more like, I'm not going to say biscuits. They weren't like crumbly. They were really soft like rolls, kind of like in a mix between a biscuit and a roll. And they were really garlicky and buttery ooh, and cheesy oh they were so good if we hadn't got our food right away I was actually going to request a another basket of them because they were really good included in this meal is a dessert everyone gets a dessert so all four of us got to pick our own dessert actually all five of us they even let my two-year-old who wasn't a 
technically a paying customer, they let him pick a dessert. And because we were so stuffed from all the wonderful stuff, you know, goodies we ate, they let us take it home. Now, if you order all the other entree stuff, you can't take it home. They do not provide boxes. And that's because it's an all you can eat sort of thing. So let's say I had finished off my dish of pot roast, which I didn't. But if I had finished it off and wanted more, they would have brought me another dish of it. Or if I'd eaten all my mashed potatoes, they would have brought me another dish of it. Same thing with any of the food we got. They would have just kept bringing us more if we wanted to. And so because of that, they don't allow takeout boxes. So kind of a bummer because I really like taking leftovers home and eating it. But the consolation prize here was that they did allow us to take our desserts back. Now, for dessert, we had the option of peach cobbler, banana pudding, or ooey-gooey butter cake. The choice you need to make, guys, is the ooey-gooey butter cake. Don't, don't choose the cobbler. It's, it's nothing special. It really isn't. It's the cobbler. It's kind of like that drop cobbler where you do like a cup of milk, a cup of butter a cup of flour and then you pour the batter in and you throw the peaches on top so it's a really simple I think it is I think it's one of those really simple cobbler casseroles it just lacked much flavor in my opinion and the peaches were canned peaches and I really like fresh peaches and cobbler but the ooey gooey butter cake was awesome the banana pudding was good I know Paula Dean is famous for for her pudding but I think mine's better. I'm just going to be honest. But it was good. I mean, I I ate the pudding. But the the best thing there is the ooey gooey butter cake. Now, if you take it home, they send it with you like a little package, like, like a little cookie sleeve that it comes in. So I advise when you get back to your hotel or you get home, just warm it up a few seconds in the microwave. And it is super good. Highly recommend. Okay, so the following day was going to be our only full day here. So it was going to be our Silver Dollar City day. Now, we already have season passes, so I wasn't worried about it. If I didn't have a season pass, I was going to pay, I don't know, around 70 bucks, 75 bucks for me and around 65 bucks for my kids, you know, just with some tax added. But we already had our season passes, so we did not need to. Because our resort was so close, I didn't have to follow my general rule of leaving the hotel like an hour and a half early. I did not have to do that. Yay. In fact, I left a little late, in my opinion, like for me. I didn't, by the time we got in, it was right when, pretty much the, like two minutes before the park opened. I like to get there early. So for instance, today that day was a 9.30 opening. So all the rides and everything would be open at 9.30. But they start letting people in the actual, like, front of the park at the very top of the hill. They let people in around 8.30. And that is a great time to do a little shopping, get some coffee, get a little snack. That's a great time to utilize if you can. And they always start the opening with the Pledge of Allegiance. And they do the National Anthem, which is really nice. And we were... we paid a premium parking we have a season pass and we had to pay ten dollars but because we were earlier than a lot of people we we didn't have to park too far away we always pay for parking there is free parking there and if we didn't have a huge double stroller that wouldn't fit on a tram we would just we wouldn't pay for parking it's not worth it we would just catch an easy tram and that'd be it we also don't like waiting in lines 
And so anytime there's a line, even if it's for a tram in a parking lot, we don't like to do it. So for us, it's worth the $10. But if you just have a single stroller or you, you know, you happen to have a double stroller, but it's easy to collapse and take all your stuff out, then by all means, just pay for free parking and catch the tram in. That's actually probably easier. But we bring so much stuff. We always bring our poncho bag just in case it rains and just in case we need to cover our stroller. We bring so much stuff that it would be way too much of a hassle to try to fold it all up and put it on a tram or a bus. So we pay for parking, $10. We walk up there, easy peasy. We get in and immediately at Silver City, you can tell that it is decorated for fall. Fall foliage everywhere pumpkins everywhere I even I think I watched something that like a few days before the harvest festival opened there was like this delivery of like 5,000 pumpkins and people were just scrambling to find places to put them I mean there's are real pumpkins uh now not all the pumpkin displays are going to be real pumpkins but there were definitely I saw hundreds of real pumpkins and it's just nice it felt like fall it felt exactly how you want it to to feel I was talking to my friend Caroline the other day, and we both kind of agree that, like, when we think of Branson, this is exactly the type of Branson we think of. When we think of Branson, or we think of even fall, like autumn, we think of places like Branson. There is just something about this comfortable, fall, cozy feeling about Branson, and Silver Dollar City was not short on cozy feelings. We loved it. Because we had arrived early at what we call rope drop right when the rope drops and they allow people in right at opening that means there were no lines for the rides our priority as a family is to ride all the big attractions we want to ride first because those are the ones that are going to fill up with long lines so the first thing we did and I encourage you to do if you want to ride this ride head straight for time traveler now two of Two out of three of my kids can't do Time Traveler, so we went to a play area and we rode the Flooded Mine, which is very close. Flooded Mine, if you don't remember, it's kind of like a, it's a, it's a water, it's a dark ride, what we call a dark ride, because it's like inside, it's not an outside ride. You ride in a little boat and you see a bunch of prisoners and you have little targets you can shoot at, so it's great for those who want to shoot at targets and get scores, like it's kind of like a video game almost. But they have like these old animatronics. It's really cute. It's been there for so long. You can tell it's old. Whew. You can tell it's old. Some of the animatronics don't work anymore. But I kind of liken this to like a Pirates of the Caribbean sort of feeling. Anyway, we we always do it. We loved it. We were the only one in our boat. There was a huge boat. We were the only ones. Me and two of my kids. There was also, we went to the little tree house area. with the. There's a carousel. There's a sand play area. So we... We took those kids and we took turns going on Time Traveler with my oldest daughter. I did go on Time Traveler again. I have learned that I like this ride. I like this ride a lot. I always take my Dramamine though. I don't try to push it. If I'm going to ride Time Traveler, I have to take Dramamine like 30 minutes before or I'm going to be done. So I took my Dramamine like a good girl. But this time... I guess we'd never ridden in the back of Time Traveler. Like, this was my first time riding in the back. I'd always ridden in the very front. So, this was my third time to ride it. And I rode the back. And I will, um, that's it, y'all. That is it. I loved Time Traveler. 
before because I actually didn't get motion sick, surprisingly, with all the turns and spins. For some reason, the front, I did not get motion sick. The back. Y'all, the back. There's a whole other story. I used to love riding in the back of roller coasters because you get whipped around a lot more. Like, it feels faster. You know, you feel the intensity of the ride much more. Uh, that is, that's still true, y'all. That is still true for Time Traveler. You feel it. And it made me sick. Like, I, I was worried there for a minute. Like, I got, like, right after it was done, I got a little, you know, I got that little <laughs> nauseous feeling. I'm like, please, please go away. It did go away. I didn't actually throw up or anything like that. But I certainly felt a little queasy after that. Uh, I didn't think it was a good idea. Uh, for now on, I, I'm still going to ride it, but I'm only going to ride in the front. So just uh, <laughs> note to self, y'all, if you ride Time Traveler and you're, you have motion sickness, take your Dramamine and ride in the front. If you want it to be faster and feel scarier and whip you around more and be the best, most awesome thrill ride it could be, take the very back. Very back or very front. Forget the middle, y'all. Just leave out that middle. <coughs> All right. So we we then go on some other attractions. My son is finally big enough where he can actually ride the Great American Plunge. My daughter really wanted to, my six-year-old daughter really wanted to go on what she calls Splash Mountain. Now, this is not Splash Mountain in Disney World. It's a smaller drop, but it's a, the similar principle. It's a log ride, and you go down the, a big flume. And my son was big enough to do this ride, which was crazy. He's 36 inches now, so I guess he fit. So because he fit on, you know, because he was tall enough, he got to sit with us. Now the bigger people have to sit in the back, and it was just us five. And we had a lot of fun, so much so we did it again. We didn't want to be wet, though, and we did get wet the first time. Luckily, my shoes didn't get wet. We brought some spare shoes just in case. We always do. But the next time we rode on it, I made a point to put on our ponchos. My husband and my older daughter went on Wildfire. That is the other big thrilling coaster, or another big thrilling coaster that used to be my favorite before I got motion sick. But they went on that. And I took the two little ones back on the Great American Plunge. We did get on the train. I think it's, I can't remember. It's like the Silver City Railroad, Railway, Frisco Line. I don't know what it is. It's the train. And it was over there by the carousel, by the flooded mine, kind of behind a building that was near Time Traveler. And we went on that. Now, the... To me, I, I mean, we went on the train, fine. Um, to me, it's just boring. It, it's just boring. It, you do stop a little bit for some potential robbers or bad guys to do a little comedy skit. Like, it, it's just a skit. Like, it's kind of like a play. They they rehearse and they come up to you. I mean, it's cute, but to me, it was just kind of a waste of 15 or 20 minutes. So, we did do the train. We also... All right, and I think I got the order wrong. I think we went on the train before we went on Great American Plunge. But anyway, so after we left the whatever ride we just got off of, whether it was the plunge or the train, we headed down to Fire in the Hole. My six-year-old daughter, who was scared to death of Fire in the Hole and had the hugest, biggest, most awful temper tantrum before she went on the Fire, hole, fire in the Hole ride last time, ended up loving that ride so much so 
last time that we had to do it multiple times. This time she went on and she was scared again, but not too, too scared. She had already said, like, don't make me go on it. And I'm like, okay, I won't make you. Of course, we, we did make her go on it because we knew she loved it. And she wrote it. She was scared, but again, she loved it. Far in the Hall is just a classic. I mean, you've got those old animatronics and everything's, you know, fun. It's a dark ride. I... I love it. It does whip you around a butt a, a little bit, though. Man, it does. I I, for, I forget how rough things are. It's like the older I get, I mean, I'm just complaining about about my my neck and my back. Oh, it's funny, but it's good. We went on it, and that was enough. We went over to check out some of these the crafting areas. And this was on our way to go grab something to eat for lunch. Or maybe it was right after lunch. But at some point, we went to this little stand. And it was outside the saloon. It was getting close to where Hill Street, the big hill, the very long one that stretches all the way from around the Great American Plunge, all the way to Fire in the Hole. Uh, There's a little saloon there in the middle. And outside of the saloon to the side of it, is a a little crafting area and they he was selling pillowcases burlap pillowcases and they could be decorated and painted however you wanted to there were a lot of halloween themes that they were showing i mean you could get christmas themed ones you could get you know just your name on it they could be personalized customized but i saw one in uh, like i said happy halloween with harry potter lettering if if you don't know what i'm talking about like harry potter style lettering anyway it's just like a cutesy little font and I loved it he was able to put a you know make me a few pillowcases that I bought for the family and so that was my contribution to crafts uh I was able to buy two pillowcases for for 30 or I could have bought one I think for 20 something like that so you get a better deal if you if you get two and we did and they are adorable I'm glad I bought them and it was cute because he made it right then and there now for lunch lunch is always a uh, a task at Silver Dollar City because we all want different things and I always am I always volunteer myself to be the collector of all the food places so I end up I usually always end up going to multiple different places for food I'm used to that so at the very top of the hill uh, before you get into the rides when you are in the entrance there is a like a little grill restaurant you can usually see them cooking hamburgers and just a bunch of yummy stuff out there on the grill. It's called Wagon Works Grill. And they have a variety of different things there. They have hamburgers, hot dogs. They have a turkey leg. They have chicken strips. They have like a sausage kebab, which looks interesting. They have different salads. So for some reason, my one of my daughters wanted a salad, which I obliged. And then right next door to this Wagon Works Grill is like this little hot dog place. It's called Frank's Hot Dogs. And there they had some pulled pork nachos, which I knew my husband would like. So I got some nachos, got the salad, and headed back to drop everything off for my family who had stationed in a normal spot for us. We we typically go by what we call the waterfall, and that is... Out. It's kind of in the middle of Silver Dollar City. It's in between the Great American Plunge area and in between 
the saloon. It's it's back up by a waterfall overlooking some waterfall. It's actually behind another little grill restaurant. And then I went close to that location and went to, I think it's Flossie's Fried Fancies. I think it's one of those places where you can get funnel cakes. But also, they they have really good corn dogs there. So I grabbed a corn dog too because I know my, my family. We all like corn dogs. We're, we're corn dog eaters. And then really close to that, I then went to the skillet place. There's multiple skillets at Silver Dollar City. If you haven't looked already, skillets are a huge selling point. They throw all sorts of stuff in their skillets. This skillet in particular had a mixture of potatoes and sausage and onions and peppers and corn. And this place was called uh, Lumber Camp Fall Skillet. And it's so good. And they have two different types of skillet. We, we had one that was sausage-based, like as the protein. And there's another one like with chicken. They are kind of spicy. I think they're kind of naturally spicy. But when I do get a skillet meal, I always look for either the... Uh, the the homemade uh, potato chip place or if uh, you got one of those taters on a stick that's kind of like potato chips on a stick they they give all this seasoned salt all this flavoring there's different options so I, I do this every time I take a little napkin and I shake whatever seasoned salt into my napkin whether it's uh vinegar you know salt and vinegar whether it's on you know garlic onion or just seasoned salt I get a little bit and I always put it like on my skillets and luckily there is a a homemade potato chip right right next to this lumber camp place with the skillet so I was able to just kind of mosey on over there and sprinkle a little of the good stuff on my on my stuff and this is also a good way to make if you if you like salt and vinegar like we do, we our family loves salt and vinegar. We had some French fries that we got from the the corn dog place. Which, by the way, I do not think they give you enough French fries. By the way, Flossies, and they were kind of snippy with me too because she got like this little this little scoop of French fries, which was fun. It was it was actually probably more than we needed, but to me it kind of looked short. Like, and I was like, is that all the French fries and you know, I said it in, a, in nice, maybe a nicer tone than that. She's like, yeah, that's all that comes with it. And I was like, oh, okay. And I didn't I didn't bother with it after that. But anyway, so some of those French fries, I went ahead and put some salt and vinegar flavoring on them. I just walked right on over and it was super yum. And so after lunch, I believe it was time to go. So I, of course, went to the apple butter store. I got myself a hot apple turnover, slathered in apple butter, cut it in half, Shared half with the hubs, and then my my two older girls, we went into the taffy shop, which is right at the, kind of the exit of Silver Dollar City, right at the top of the hill, right before you have to leave out of the gift shop. So we went to the taffy store, and my girls wanted to take taffy for their classmates. So we bought some random assortment bags of taffy, and I also gave them a little bucket, and they got to pick everything they wanted to. And this was really cute. We had never done this before. Now, I like taffy, but I've never gone to the taffy store, but this was a really cute experience. Like, they went into the taffy, and I think at certain times, they're actually making taffy in front of you. They weren't this day, but the taffy is in these little bins all over the place, and they have these buckets available. So, you give your kid their little shopping bucket, and they get to pick all the little pieces of flavors of taffy they want. It was really cute. I mean, we, we ended up spending, like, 
you know, probably more than I wanted to spend. I probably spent 30 bucks on taffy that day, but 20 of that was for other classes. Um, but it was cute and we would, we would definitely do it again. Now at this point, we went back, uh, through the gift shops and we left and we went to go take a nap and which was which was very much needed we didn't do all of the harvest festival stuff we kind of wanted to save that for night and for those who haven't been now the whole park has fall elements and is is somewhat themed and the very top entrance they're going to have like almost like a christmas tree and pumpkins um they're going to have some props some very pumpkin-y, neat props. But all the big Halloween props, the ones with like pumpkin, carved pumpkins, jack-o'-lanterns sort of stuff, all the stuff that you see when you hear pumpkin nights, all of that stuff is is all just one section of the park. It is not throughout. And so if you're expecting to see these elaborate pumpkin decorations, like these elaborate sculptures out of pumpkins, Throughout the park, you will be disappointed. The Pumpkin Nights is only in one section. It is, if you are familiar with Silver City, it's at the Grand Exposition area. It's down the bottom of the hill. So it's not towards the front entrance. It's pretty much towards the back of the park. And once you go, there's a little twisty tater stand at the very end of the hill. It's a good, good spot, by the way. You will be bombarded by... Halloween. I mean, I guess you could say fall, but come on. Carved pumpkins, that's Halloween. We we celebrate Halloween here. The pumpkins, you go under a pumpkin canopy, essentially. And at night, it's beautiful. I mean, even in the day, it's nice. But at night, it's just beautiful. They put a lot of time and effort into their lighting. So we go down this walkway, and we're immediately greeted with that huge... I don't know how many stories it is. It's like three stories of like a pumpkin scarecrow. And it is so cool. Oh my gosh. The pictures don't do it justice. When you are there, it is so neat. It looks just like what they told you it was going to look like. I remember when I saw the concept art, I was like, whoa, that's going to be cool. And sure enough, it looks exactly like the concept art. And it is amazing. They have a lot of other pumpkin sculptures in this area. They have a kitty cat, an owl, a big spider. They also have just a lot of a lot of decorations out. And once they're lit up, are fantastic. Now, the Grand Exposition, Exposition area itself has... A little roller coaster, a little kitty section, some swings, a Dumbo ride, a teacup ride. You know, some of your generic sort of theme park rides for kitties. But we skipped that and went straight for e the very back. Now, we got to go through this area that usually you're not allowed to go in. Usually this is considered, you know, the backstage area, the back set. This is where we always used to see the Christmas parade come out of because there's, there's a big gate and it usually blocks the road but they opened it up and this was this massive area and you're immediately greeted with some halloween like inflatable tube guys you know going blah, 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 going crazy all over you hear loud music you see people dancing you see more huge inflatable pumpkins and a big pumpkin nights uh lit up sign that kind of banners over kind of looks like a stage area but it's really just out in front of the pumpkins. I mean, it was huge. And there was all these different little restaurant, or not restaurants, but little little snack shacks, if you will. And it looked so cool. And it was fun. Now, you could take your picture. They have some characters there. Like, 
you know, it's not Disney World. It's so you're not seeing Mickey Mouse, but you're seeing a uh, pumpkin. I forget what their pumpkin's name, like Peter and something. And now this is where I have a critique of Silver Dollar City. Is usually like even Silver Dollar City, even Disney World. If you want the photographers to use your phone to take a picture, they will. They've never had a problem with that. But I couldn't hear. There was a specific photo area like where there is a nice backdrop and then you get to see the pumpkin character. Peter, I guess. We'll call him Peter for now. So you get but they only let you take a picture with their photographer, so that would force you to buy the picture if you wanted it. Which I mean I totally get, y'all. I get it. It's probably a smart idea, but I was a little, I don't know, I guess I was a little embarrassed, and I kind of, I, I didn't like it. I just wanted them to use my camera, because <laughs> I didn't want to pay any money, which is exactly the point. But, uh, of course, the lines were very short. No one was paying either. Uh, I just wish they would reconsider that policy. Now, I did let my kids go meet that pumpkin character. We just didn't take any pictures. I think my husband may have snapped a few, but he was told to put it down. Put his phone down. But they told us that if you did want a picture with the character, he does end up coming out into the dance party or he does come roam around at some point. So we were just holding out for that. And I will say, uh, spoiler alert, he did come out, but I only saw him at the very, very end. I didn't see any, I didn't see the other pumpkin at all. There's supposed to be a girl pumpkin. I didn't see her at all. And he was only roaming around at the very, very end. We're talking like 9.55. I didn't see him roaming around before that. So, you have a very limited opportunity to get your picture made with the pumpkin characters from what it appears. Now, going on down in uh, the pumpkin nights, like kind of the, I mean, it's not like a stage area. I guess it is a little stage. They had some music, and so they were having a DJ playing, you know, kid-friendly songs. And it's all kid-friendly, y'all. It is all kid-friendly, not, I mean, I get it's not really scary, at all. They don't have any blood or guts or anything. And none of the jack-o'-lanterns look mad or, you know, super spooky. They're all smiling. It's all fun Halloween stuff. They did have a magician, a magic show. And that was pretty cute. My kids watch it. They were entertained. Then they had a dance party. And I I volunteered myself to go up and be one of the, the two moms to be in the dance competition. Uh, spoiler, I, I didn't win. I didn't want to win because it was taking too long, too. Uh, I realized that I had overcommitted and it was a waste of time. So, unless you want to spend 20 minutes of your pumpkin night time in a competition, do not volunteer yourself, y'all. I learned the hard way. Do not volunteer. The uh, The music would continue. It was a lot of fun. There were, like I said, there were little refreshment stands. It seems like I went to one place that it had a ha hot apple cider, but you also could buy an apple dumpling, which I did buy, which was yummy. Speaking of food, I forgot to mention this. When we went back that evening, you know, I was still kind of tired, but we went back around five. The first thing we did when we got into Silver Dollar City was we headed straight for that bakery that is right there when you enter. I believe that's Delilah's. It's a place where they have a lot of cinnamon rolls. They make them in front of you during the day. Um, but this is where I wanted to get some pumpkin treats because again, I am doing research for y'all. I got to do the research. I got to eat some pumpkin stuff. So I, I decided to get a pumpkin spiced latte there. And I also saw a pumpkin whoopie pie. So it's like pumpkin bread and it sandwiches this cream, a creamy feeling. Both are really good. I thought the pumpkin spice latte was for sure comparable to 
Starbucks. It was really good. Really liked it. And the whoopie pie was good as well. I took a picture of some. I'll try to post it. Um, I posed it. Like, I literally posed it in front of some pumpkins to make it look all all cutesy. But it was really yummy. Everybody liked it. It was a little messy. That pumpkin bread is really soft and, and moist. And so it, it kind of gets everywhere. So just use a napkin. At pumpkin nights and and even before pumpkin nights just walking through the streets of Silver City and you do see some pumpkins you'll notice just the intricate details that went into carving these pumpkins these pumpkins are crazy they have so many too like this oh I don't know how long it took them but they have they had to have been planning this for for years because the amount of pumpkins they had carved even if they were fake was ridiculous and they were they were just amazing especially lit up at night god there's this one like trail section after you leave pumpkin knots you can go down this trail and it has some they're not ghosts but they're like owls hanging from trees so they're kind of spooky looking but they're not really scary and then you go through the walkway which is covered in wildlife pumpkins so they're like deer pumpkin ant pumpkin badger pumpkin skunk pumpkin all different types of of critter pumpkin you would imagine in your little walkthrough which is really cool also there's one critter i don't know what it is y'all i don't know what it was i don't know what this critter was i don't know if they were going for skunk i don't know if they were going for a ferret i don't know if they were going for a badger it is the pumpkin that must not be named i even asked a cast member the cast member was very confident in himself and he was like oh well it's probably just uh oh and then he looked at it and he's like i don't know what that is i'm like yeah what is that i'll try to post that picture it, i don't think it turned out that good but it's still kind of a mystery i think it's like a ferret skunk I'm not real sure maybe a hybrid but it's really cute so overall the experience at pumpkin knots was great I had a great time. I didn't spend tons of time in that area. We did go do some of our normal stuff before it got too, too dark. Like we went to Fireman's Landing, did the the drop thing. We did a little wagon that goes up. We did the playground. We did everything in that area first, like we normally do. And then we went to Pumpkin Knots and spent the rest of the time. We thought it was worth it. I mean, it's, it's like another area of the park that has stuff to look at. I mean, it's beautiful. For one thing, it was crowded. It was a Saturday night and it was the opening. It was crowded. We knew it was going to be crowded. We still didn't have crazy crowds to wait for rides, but you could tell a lot of people were there for pumpkin nights. So we enjoyed it, but you just got to manage your expectations. Don't expect it to be the whole park. Don't expect it that you're going to want to stay in the pumpkin night area for hours and hours. I mean, I think it's best to go at night. And that's when I would go. I think we ended up going around 8, maybe even 7.30, something like that. Like, we went when it was darker or getting darker so that we could see all the lights. And it was it was really good timing for us. We did eat dinner at a little quick service location down there. I think we had some some loaded fries. We had maybe some chicken strips, stuff like that. Before we left, I made sure to take 
some pictures with a lot of the pumpkin figures and I will say that throughout a lot of Silver City and some of the attractions they do have these pumpkin figures that are like right outside the candy store they had a like a baker pumpkin that was making making food and candy and right outside of time travel they had a big time traveler pumpkin guy like it, it he's got a silhouette like of a a man but he's made out of pumpkins and so they there's those were all over the place not just in pumpkin knots so we made a point to take a few pictures of those we stayed till the end and i recommend staying till the end about 9 30 was a great time there were hardly anybody there and we were able to get some really good pictures of just the decorations. We went to this little kitty section of the Grand Exposition, which has this little frog ride, this little butterfly ride. And those guys, I mean, it was only 930, but you could tell they were so inconvenienced by us. Like, they did not want more people. They had already packed up. They were ready to go. They were only there because they had to be. And the guy working the frogs... He was nice about it, but you could tell he was disappointed that people came in his area, so he had to do the rides. He was talking about, yeah, I'll let y'all ride one more time. I mean, keep in mind, the park closes at 10. It's 9.30. To me, this is prime ride time. Like, this is when we need to get stuff done. But he's like, yeah, I'll let y'all ride another time. We, we're closing it up down here. And I was like, oh, okay. But me being me and knowing how theme parks work, I made sure I asked the very pointed question. So I said, oh, okay, so this part of the park closes before the, the rest of the park. This part closes down at 930. This part closes early. I wanted to make sure he understood that <laughs> I, I, w I knew what time the park closed and... I just wanted to know for sure if it closed early because I didn't have anything else for my little son to do at this point. He'd already done all the rides. We needed to stay close to the big swings. This was just the perfect ride for me that's not going to cause motion sickness. So, and then once I said that, he <laughs> he became a little bit more open to the idea that, yeah, yeah, you can ride what you want. We're not closing down just yet. But he made a point to say something about to someone else like oh yeah it's a lot of paperwork we got to shut it down but once I was like oh can we ride again I mean he obviously said yes and wasn't going to try to say no but you could tell he was still a bit disappointed we were there now the other guy this other guy working at the butterflies which is simple it's, it's a Dumbo ride it's just some butterflies he had already turned his light off he has this little booth like, it's almost like a little ticket booth to get in. It's not, a, it, there's no tickets, by the way. There's like a little booth. He had turned his light off. He was the most uninviting. He sat down. He was not wanting to get up. When we walked down, I had to say something to him. Like, oh, are you open? And then he turned his light on. We were his worst nightmare. It's 30 minutes before close. And he really wanted to get out of there. He did not he did not want us to go. And it was very apparent by his very, I mean, non-existent, pleasant attitude. He just, he was down to business. I mean, we, we were able to get on. I'm not saying he treated us rudely, but he was not up to Silver Dollar City's par for employment attitude. I can, I can tell you that right now. Uh, no one else was in line. There was one other kid that was riding along. And before I got out, there, you know, there's no one else in line again. And I was like, 
can we just ride again? He was like, uh, I guess, yeah, that's fine. Pretty much just like that. I'm like, okay. Because, I mean, there's no one else and the park is not closed. And I've already kind of called out the other guy that I know what time the park closes. And if they shut this down 30 minutes early, I'm, I might tell somebody, y'all. <laughs> I'm not one to stay quiet, but I like to get my money's worth. And this was, this is part of the park that was supposed to be open. And I expected it to be open, and it was. But had I not done that, had I been less assertive, they would have shut it down earlier. So I do hate when you're work and, you know, that person comes at the last minute. However, the park stays open till 10. So if it stays open till 10, I should be able to ride. And we did, and it was fine. And we still left right 9 50 it's not like we I mean we did pretty much stay till the very end but you know they had 10 minutes to do their stuff walking out of the park was beautiful it was basically empty we we're able to you know soak in the sight and not feel too rushed and that was our day we had a great time I I loved it if you want to do pumpkin nuts do it if you have small kids make sure you go in the day Make sure you go in the day when it's less crowded. I still recommend going at rope drop, you know, right when the park opens to get done with as much as you can. I recommend staying until it gets dark. If you know you're not going to hang that long, you know, you have a small kid, try to make sure the kid can sleep in a stroller. And if not, you may want to come a little bit later so that they don't get too tired. Uh, the it, it is a bit stimulating. I mean, if you do not like crowds, this is probably not going to be for you because I'm assuming the rest of October is going to be super crowded there. So just be mindful that there will be crowds. And if you still want to ride rides, as you should, go early in the morning. If you don't care about the rides or you're only interested in the kitty kitty rides, then it doesn't matter what time you go. Like the kitty rides are usually, the lines aren't that long. We do have to wait a little bit more than normal because it was so crowded but even even so I mean it was pretty reasonable I mean waiting five to ten minutes for something is is really not a big deal in in terms of rides so uh so it was it was good it was a, a really good day it was a really good trip before we left out Sunday morning we headed down back to Branson Landing to check out Mellow Mushroom now it is a chain just like the Paula Deans one is. It's a chain. But it's not in our town. Since we don't have them, it's kind of like new to us. I have been to the one in Little Rock, which is 30 minutes from my own house. And I really like the pretzel bites there. I got those again. They are still super yum with the beer cheese. Also, we, sh we split a pizza, my husband and I. He got one side the way he wanted it. I got the other half the side I wanted it. Which is fine because they were both specialty pizzas. Like, I ordered a specialty pizza. He ordered a specialty pizza. And so they did half mine, half his. Were the kids some meatballs? The meatballs there are good. They they will serve the meatballs as an appetizer or in a kid's meal without spaghetti. They won't serve it with noodles. They serve it with this, you know, slices of buffalo mozzarella. So it's really yummy. We enjoyed that. We'll, we'll definitely be back. It's a, it's a good pizza spot. It's a much needed pizza spot. It looks like it's going to be a great place for patio seating sports games things like that it's a real chill environment i would recommend it okay gang so this is where i try to plug in the whole email me <laughs> if you want to say something at roadtripbranson at gmail.com or just send a message on that facebook group sign up for my roadtripbranson facebook group you can catch us out on instagram at 
road trip, Branson. You can uh, you can follow up with my Disney World podcast at Road Trip WDW. There's lots of ways to get a hold of us. We love the interaction. We love it when y'all talk to us. We like positive reviews. Leave us a positive review. We would still love more positive, happy, good reviews on iTunes just to help us get a little bit more attention. I like attention. I need good reviews to get good attention. (laughs) Alright, I'll stop now. I'm getting a little tired. So, that's going to wrap it up. Thanks for checking in to Road Trip Branson. See you real soon.